All right. Welcome back into Talking Distance. This is the podcast that uh, we created to share and spread our passion of all things Indiana distance running. I'm one of your two hosts, Jared Turner. I'm a head boys and girls coach at Yorktown for cross country and track. And joined, as always, uh, my friend Rick Sluter, coach at Columbus North for boys and girls. How's it going, coach? You're getting ready to head to camp, right? Yeah, we take off for camp uh, this weekend or at the end of the week. So, yeah, it's uh, busy, busy putting together cabin assignments and um, figuring out lunch and dinner and breakfast plans and uh, all the fun stuff that parents don't see. Yeah. I know none of my kids are listening to this, but I'm glad they're not this time because they'll they'll pick out that word cabins because we're going Wednesday and we are sleeping in tents, my friend. We're we're gonna be oh, in tents. And so, it's uh, I, this week, I think. I know. I was that's that was my next question. I know you've looked. What's the weather look like this week? You gonna have good weather? We're gonna be pretty warm. We're in the we're as far south as you can go. Our our camp butts up against the Ohio River, and so um, yeah, I, it's gonna be. There's some real field days of a hundred. So Oof. we may have, what kind, of, what kind of air conditioning does those cabins have? None. So <laughs> we got a bed, but we don't have air conditioning. So we're only a half uh, step ahead of you. There you go. Yeah. You're, you're just a, a notch above us uh, <laughs> plebeians down there. Uh, so yeah, we got some topics. Uh, I mean, I feel like these are topics that we could talk about all day. Uh, I, I'm not sure how deep we want to go on them, but uh, it's an exciting time for pretty much everybody in Indiana because there's just there's so much unknowns with the the new tournament structure coach and also uh, the mixing up of uh, the tournament paths and the sectionals and regionals, the schedule. I mean, there's just so many things. So I think where we kind of wanted to start was like, what are some of the more major ways that that this tournament restructuring and realignment that happened? Uh, is going to affect kind of every team. And we kind of wanted to start off with, you know, obviously taking a round out of this tournament, you're going to have some major difference in the size of these meets, just the amount of runners on the course at any given time for the, the sectional, regional, and state meet. You know, is there anything that you're looking at right now and feel like, you know, going into uh, this season that you're going to have to prepare your team differently for because of the size of those meets? Yeah, I mean... One of the things that, that, you know, we talked about leading up to this, some prep here is just where, where is that meat going to get um, in the regional? Where's it going to get the heaviest, you know, yeah. you know, on the girls side, probably somewhere around 20 minutes and back is it's going to get really bunched up. Um, and that's where a lot of teams, three, fours and fives or ones and twos are going to be. Um, so yeah, there's some significant prep for that. Right. Um, on the guys, I'm I probably, um, at that level, probably 1630 to 1730. So where it's really going to start to bog down. So yeah, we're, we're going to have to rethink a lot of how we race strategize that we have to get out a little harder to get in front of that big group. Um, or are we just going to have to be aware of it so that we're running through the middle of the pack and knowing that, you know, from mile one to two, we got to stay out of trouble and, you know, that kind of thing. It, it, it's, it's going to be different. And I think it's going to be noticeable even compared to the semi-states. Yeah. And I, and uh, let's kind of go scenario here. I mean, for you, you know, Columbus North, uh, you know, been sending teams to the state pretty consistently. Look, all of us coaches are neurotic. We just are like, we <laughs> want all the controllables to be controlled. We want everything to be thought out. We, we like our routines and now all of our routines have been absolutely thrown out the window yep. because everything's going to be different. So you're right. Just, just to remind everybody, 
I think one thing that's going to be major is, look, we're only sending one extra team to Laverne Gibson. They went from 24 to 25, right? So that, that's not a huge change. But the individual qualifiers now go from what used to be top 10 at those four semi-states, and it's now going to top 15. Note that these are individuals not on a qualifying team, right? The top 15 not on a qualifying team from five semi-states. Yeah. So you're talking going from 40 individual qualifiers in the old system to 75 individual yep. qualifiers. And I think the big thing here is like, these are going to be solid runners. I mean, they, they're, they're advancing on the merits of their individual performance. So yes, I understand they're not scoring at the state meet and it's not going to affect the state meet that way, but just let's take it from your perspective for a second, your third, fourth, fifth girls, and really anybody in the entire state's third, fourth, and fifth girls, even if you're fighting for a podium spot are going to be around 35 to 40 extra kids yep. that they're going to be jostling with. I mean, does it make a difference whether you have a, a young team, experienced team, or is this just new for everybody? And, and how do you get your kids to kind of prepare for that? Uh, no, I think you're right. And, and I think that number one, just being aware of it, right? Like being able mm -hmm. to tell your kids, it's going to feel a little bigger. It's going to feel a little more packed um, and, and not to get overwhelmed by that, just being aware of it. But yeah, because like we're talking the not always, right? Somebody's going to go to the state meet and run really well that might not have made it in years past, right? Yeah. They, they would have got the 11th individual and now they're going to get to go. But but in reality, those 40 are already there. So you're right. It's yeah. that new 35 that um, they're probably not going to be competing for top 25. Exactly. Or, or Right. So so they're competing for like 45th to 85th. They're in that new range of places. Yeah. And, and you're right. So if you're some new kid um, that, that hasn't ran in a state meet before, and I'm going to take probably six new girls to the state meet if we're lucky enough to go there. But but I think it even goes back one round. The regional is going to be significantly bigger than the semi-states were, right? Because we're going to yeah. go um, from 20 to 25 teams mm -hmm. and the yep. same number of individuals. So it, from that perspective, at least they're going to get one round of prep with a really big meet and a really big starting line. But yeah, I think you, you got to make them aware of it. And now, do you, like, you know, you and I were talking in kind of some show prep. Do we have to go out and find um, a giant meet now? I know. Yeah. I mean, because it, you're right. Whether you're preparing for the state meet at Laverne Gibson, which is always just a hot mess, you know, and it's never something you can truly prepare for or whether you're even talking about the regionals, which you noted are going to be huge meets. Like these are not your old uh, semi-state meets. They're, they're going to be larger. They're going to have kind of the same type of uh, competitiveness to them. And uh, I mean, those are going to be races that you can't really simulate unless you're talking about meets that you schedule throughout the season to specifically work on those skills. Yep. And the problem is, we were talking about this, the problem is, where do you go to prepare? Because everybody's moving around. Like everybody's changing their schedules. Is, is Brown County going to be the old Brown County? Is like the Marion invite going to be the old Marion invite? Is, is New Prairie going to be the old New Prairie? Like it's just, <laughs> there's so many question marks. Well, and um, when we go to some of those meets, let's say um, you're Yorktown and you're going to go mm -hmm. to a meet that does have 30 teams on the starting line, a big invite, mm -hmm. but out of that 30, five or six of them are, I hate to say this, are not, not very good. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. their number one runner might be 23 minutes on the girl side and 18 yeah. on the boy side. And so exactly. really a factor in what we're talking about. Now, it does help with the overwhelming part. Like you show up and see lots of people there. That helps. 
but yeah, I, I, you're right. How do you find that? <laughs> How do you mm-hmm. find the prep? Cause you yeah, want, and, and- you want a hilly course, you can go find a hilly course. Yeah. But yeah, I see what you're saying. When you're looking for specific aspects of things that you're trying to get your kids for, usually it's not this muddy to try to isolate those aspects and get your kids work on that. And this is just, it's just really messy right now because nobody knows exactly what everybody else is doing. Let me spin this a little bit to an individual side and, uh, you know, maybe more kind of Yorktown Tigers, my team kind of perspective, those extra, you know, five spots and not really that, like you said, the extra 35 spots of individual Mm -hmm. qualifiers that are going over in Gibson. I mean, look, that's a game changer for us in a positive way because, a lot of the same teams are going to be going to state. We've had this conversation several times. Like even though we got a new tournament alignment, we got a new structure, a lot of the same teams are still going to be going to state. But what is going to change is there's going to be a lot more individual qualifiers that are going to be afforded that ticket to Livermore and Gibson, which is exciting. And, and, and I know that, you know, maybe in the past when my guys were just outside that, you know, top 10 automatic qualifying, we went into the meet with a plan and we, we knew that we're going to have to get out and try to run with those top 10 individual qualifiers but just moving that five spots back and maybe 15, 20 seconds back makes it that much more attainable uh, for our kids. And, and look, I mean, Yorktown hasn't sent a kid to the, uh, hasn't sent an individual to the state in uh, five years. So I'm just excited for, for our kids to maybe have some opportunities to grab some of those extra spots because look, contrary to a lot of, you know, people that just like to complain, like a lot of those spots are going to go to schools that are, 800 in size, 500 in size, you know, they're not sending their entire team there, but they can get an individual or two out. And you know what, like when an individual goes, and this is something I can speak to the school goes, like your town is represented at Laverne Gibson. It's represented. Yep. You're going to take a bus with kids on it. Your, your parent, there's going to be a handful of parents that go that aren't that kid's parents. Uh, Yes. No, you're absolutely right. And I think like your town, knowing you guys and, and your training and you're probably for a long time now, a lock to go to the regional. Yeah. Right. And, and that may not have always been true for going to the semi-state. It, it, it was most years, but, but right mm-hmm. now you're going yeah. and your number one runner knows that they're competing with their team still. And, and yeah. so yeah, the whole thing gets lifted. I think the whole, like um, the whole level of competition gets lifted. Like Yorktown's going to be better now because they're going to go into that regional with their number one boy and her number one girl, knowing I could go to state. Mm-hmm. And my team gets pulled along too with that. So I or think it I, level. or at the least, I objectively have a better chance to advance to stay as an individual than I did previous years. Oh, absolutely. Like, right. That's an objective fact. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And um, as we talked about, like, how does that not, how does it not better the sport? Because now mm-hmm. I, I know my year that I was a junior and I'm this little kid from North Central Farmersburg that got listed as North Central Indianapolis's uh, yeah. I went to the semi-state at Bedford and it snowed. My memory is starting to get fuzzy. Um, yeah. my, it snowed like nine inches. Uh, no, it snowed like, <laughs> like two or three inches. I got around the first turn down at Bedford. If anybody listens, knows Bedford's course. I got around the first turn. Nine of us made it through clean. I got out. That changed my whole trajectory. I was oh, now yeah. a qualifier. I was now a runner. And then all my teammates ran with me the next year. We were a better team also. Um, and for the next four or five years, six years, North Central Farmersburg was in the semi-state every year. Yeah. And, and it's not, it's not just you representing, 
your school. It, it also brings your entire area up. I mean, yep. just even the schools around you're like, Hey, you know, Sluter did it. I mean, I can do it. You know, oh, yeah. hey, I, I would like, I would like to throw in there. I bet North central Indianapolis would have liked to have you on the team that year, probably, you know, <laughs> might have been, able to, been able to help out their chances that year, but no, you're right. I mean, this is the stuff that, I mean, look, you and I, I think are, are positive guys by, by nature. And, and we, you know, sometimes we tend to look at the negatives when there's change, but I just feel like there's a lot of positives in the change this year. And, and I'm super excited to kind of see what it looks like up close. Well, and I'm going to throw in some coaching stuff here and I, I don't want to make anybody mad. That's not the point of this, but, but you're so right on the positive part. Like my girls and my boys are never going to hear us as a coaching staff talk about the tournament sucking, the tournament being tougher. And they're just not going to hear it from us. And mm -hmm. I really kind of feel for that coach who's going home and doing that with their athletes. Mm -hmm. like, you know, just take a minute as a coach and there's so many ways to spend this. That, that are good, legitimately, like you said, factually, obtainably correct, mm -hmm. um, that you're going to be able to be better chance to go to the state meet. Yeah. And I mean, even as a, and look, I, I feel like I'm able to speak for a lot of those smaller schools, you know, whether they're 1A, 2A, 3A. I mean, there's been teams out there that have had a lot of success. I mean, I, I think of some of the smaller schools that have made the state meet here in recent memory, like you know, South Adams and Austin and West Lafayette and Wheeler and Morgan Township. And I think they're successful for a reason. I mentioned this in the earlier podcast. Like, I think they have some leaders or some culture within their program that spins things in a positive way and, and you know, enables kids to believe in themselves and believe that something is attainable that maybe doesn't come around very often. And yes, it for schools that are 2A, 3A even, definitely 1A, some special things are going to have to happen for you to even get an individual to the state meet, let alone an entire team. But when that does, if you as a coach are ready to strike when the iron is hot, that's the key, yeah. you know, because this is the system we're in. Mm -hmm. I mean, we could sit around and, and talk about, should it be designed differently? You know, the IHSA just did the emergency executive minutes and what they're going to, um, they're just going to cap sizes. Is that how I understood it? Did you see that? Yeah, I kind of capped the number of teams that are in each division. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. But but that's not how our sport is. So no. we can sit around and complain, or you can tell your kids, hey, let's go do this. Yeah. Let's, let's you know go. what it reminds me of? It. I At the clinic, Derek Freeman spoke, Springs Valley, mm -hmm. right? And their boys made the semi-state meet for first time in school history. Yep. And I know to a lot of bigger schools that doesn't that doesn't cut it. Right. And it shouldn't because your expectations are higher. The, the, the bar is higher, but for that coach, for that team, that's huge. Yes. And, and it could spur off like you've talked about, like a, a huge burst in their program. It could spur off uh, other individuals believing that they can do it. And, uh, and I, after hearing uh, Derek talk at the the clinic, I mean, it was just, it was obvious that he was one of those coaches. He was ready to strike when the iron was hot, when you're from a, a school that has, you know, two, 300 kids. I can't remember how, how, how many Springs Valley has, but when you're a, a school that's that small, uh, you better be ready to strike when you got the athletes, because a certain part of it does come down to that, right? A certain part of it does, does come down to luck. And, you know, does the tournament draw kind of go your way some years? And, and uh, do you have the athletes in the building that can even do that type of stuff? So, yeah, I mean, uh, that's just one example, but I feel like you as a coach have the ability to spin it the way that, that you want to with uh, with your kids. So 
if if you want to coach, like, could we get into scheduling a little bit here with the new tournament structure? Is that going to change the way that you align your scheduling at all? Are you going to race your kids maybe more? And, and then also you can throw this in here. Do you race more or less during a season, depending on the, the veteran presence of your team? Like if you have more seniors than, you know, sophomores on your team, or if you have more sophomores than seniors on your team, does that change how many times you really light the fire and go after it? And then same thing with this tournament structure. Are you, are you going to change anything kind of fundamentally with your schedule with the new structure? We're, we're going to change a couple of meets this year just to be on the new course. So like mm-hmm. for us, for example, um, have they, have they identified your course? Is it going to be the Plex or is that still for the regional? I've heard the Plex and that uh, it seems pretty in stone, but it, I don't think it's been officially announced IHSAA yet. You guys have yes. some choices potentially. Yeah. Right? So, mm-hmm. so ours will be in Evansville. We've never ran on it. So yeah, we're going to go to Evansville, get on that course. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're going to go to an, um, another meet that's a little smaller, but it's going to have some good teams that we will now be more competitive with inside of our new regional. So we're going to change it a little bit. And, um, you know, what? I, I just, uh, I kind of disagree with the race less. I, I, I see nothing wrong with it. If you adjust your training to fit it, I, mm-hmm. I like, I like racing. So no, we'll, we'll race a full, I think most of our varsity will race seven, six times going into the tournament, seven times. Mm-hmm. Pretty good yeah. going into the tournament. Um, and, and, and won't change that much, uh, mm-hmm. for this year. Nope. Nope. And, and I, I don't know. I just, I know that there's like this idea of, you know, I've heard coaches say like, um, well, it's the mental prep and there's only so many times you can gear up and things like that. Well, I don't know, coach, do you ever have kids get nervous about a big workout? (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) And, and I, and I tell the kids, you know, your body doesn't know much difference when you go to the starting line. It does in terms of like the stress and the worry, but um, your body doesn't know if you go out and hammer, uh, um, 10 times 400 versus, I mean, it's a hard effort. Mm-hmm. And so we don't, we tend the race and I like to, I, you know, they like racing. That's why they join the team. Yeah. And so. Look, and I, I think this will resonate with 90% of schools. You don't get very many races in your high school career. Oh. I mean, you really don't. Nope. So, so unless you look, I can understand it from a, a state champion competitive team. I can understand that. But from my perspective at Yorktown high school, the more chances the kids have to go out there and represent their school, represent their community and, and, and show their talents. I'm all for it. You know, and we're not doing anything stupid. We're not racing three times a week for four weeks straight. Like we're not doing that. I mean, I think we have a responsible schedule mapped out, but you're right. I mean, you, you always, as a coach kind of second guess some things, especially if you see teams doing different things, but I mean, you only get to put on that Columbus North Jersey or Yorktown Jersey so many times and have your parents come out and have, you know, maybe some of your classmates come out and yeah, I've just had a really hard time saying, you know, we're, we're, we're not going to race our top seven guys uh, this no, week. Which... Last year, you know, my son was a freshman and um, we had two meets that, that, that we lost the weather and stuff. Well, he only got like four races. Yeah. Great point. I mean, I, I'm not even factoring in stuff like that, you know, like a, a weather situation or a cancellation. So, yeah, that's why I want to get Yorktown on the schedule. So we can, <laughs> uh, we got to make the trip down to Southern Indiana. You know, yeah. you got those hills, yeah, you got those hills down there. We will, uh, we will expose you guys to good Southern Hoosier hospitality. 
That's right. Maybe we'll go down there where you're camping down in the jungle by the Ohio River <laughs> <That's> Valley. <right. laughs> go down there. Uh, well, hey, coach. So I, I think maybe this leads into a, a topic of just, I and mean, we've talked a lot about just program development and what kind of things you, you do that you're proud of with your program. And, you know, there's definitely some things uh, that I could talk about with Yorktown. And, and I know, you know, you, you guys are, are kind of the noticed, you know, Columbus North, the persistent uh, state qualifiers and, and uh, recent state champions. So, I mean, you guys have had the success. What, what kind of things do you think outside of what you think most teams are doing that have contributed to that success just from here. Let, let me put it this way. I loved what you said in the clinic, maybe last year or two years ago about, Hey, here are nine things that if you're not doing, I don't want to hear from you because if you're not doing these nine kind of fundamental things, then you're not giving your athletes the best chance at success. And, and obviously in the clinic, you went through some of those nine things, but uh, I just thought that was a really poignant point because you're right. Like there are some fundamental things that I think if you're not doing as a coach or you're not doing as a program, you're not giving your kids the best chance at success. So just from some program development and maybe even, you know, more important now with the the change of the tournament structure, what are some of those things that you're proud that Columbus North does? Well, I gotta, I gotta be careful because um, coach Weinheimer is going to get mad at me if I give away too many of our secrets for camp, <laughs> but um, you know, we're going to go to camp. And we're going to run our best kids will run. Let's see. They might run on ballpark in here, 90 minutes a day total. You know, we might spend 90 minutes running in a day. Yeah. And we're going to spend probably um, double that three hours a day in um, learning sessions, culture, foundation. Um, we call it the academy. That we're, We have three academy sessions a day. Um, and we're going to spend time with our seniors and I'm going to spend time with our freshmen. And, um, I, I think like in terms of, of really developing our program, and I can tell you, I sucked at this the last two years, as good as our, our team was, was as bad as I was maybe on the back end of that. Cause I mm -hmm. thought, well, we're, I, I stressed about winning titles and I stressed about mm -hmm. making all state and I stressed about making sure these kids got division one offers if that's what they were shooting for. Mm -hmm. And I let some of the um, connections, the one-on-ones and, and the relationships, uh, the relationships, I, I let yeah. it go. And now we're finding ourselves rebuilding it. Mm -hmm. um, so I, 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 we're not immune like down here. I mean, I, mm -hmm. you know, we have kids quit and we have kids have to get jobs and we have kids. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I think that's the biggest, I think that's the biggest thing is for us, in terms of my team with our coaching staff is building relationships. And, mm -hmm. and um, you know, I've heard Colin talk about this. And I, I find Colin, uh, I'll void up at uh, Carmel to be very genuine that he knows mm -hmm. every kid on his giant team mm -hmm. and he believes in every kid and he cares about every kid. And, and uh, I really want ours to be that way. And, and I, what I want to hear from you is how you're doing that because you're building that with your kids, your high school kids at the same time as you're interacting now with younger kids and holy cow, is Yorktown going to be pretty good um, for the next, I don't know how many years now. Yeah. I mean, the first thing that I want to say is it is hard. Like this stuff is hard. Like <laughs> it, it takes work to do. Uh, I've been coaching cross country 15 years now and I still feel like I I'm working on it. Like I still feel like it's a work in progress. Now, you know, we started, 
you know, a, a cross country camp for our elementary school. You know, one of the first things we did, we started a, a track and field camp for our elementary school uh, with the track program. One of the reasons that I think it is very important to have kind of a, a person who is involved in both cross country and the distance side of track is to organize and give some continuity to some of those programs. We recently took over a, a Yorktown summer running club, which is a 10 week club where we run two times a week. We had 80 kids sign up for that this year. That's huge for a community our size. I mean, that is like, and these kids, like they come out there and it's their first exposure to running. You know, this like kids get exposed to soccer at like four years old. Yep. Like kids start playing T-ball at four and five years old. Like they don't know that running is an option sometimes <laughs> until they're in middle school, right? Like, so we're giving these kids as young as, you know, lower elementary school, an opportunity to come out and look, we make it fun. Like it's gotta be all about fun at that age. So every time they, they, uh, log, uh, five miles, we give them a charm, you know? So, so when they've logged five miles, we give them a five mile charm. When they get to 10 miles, they get a 10 mile charm and they just keep working their way up. And when we implemented that, when we implemented giving those charms out for every five miles logged, the amount of miles they logged and the interest in the program skyrocketed. And so now we've worked some other things in just once again, to keep it fun. Like uh, we have like thumbs up charms that we give them and they put them all on their, these necklaces that they wear. And we give them a thumbs up charm when they get a trivia question, right? So every time they come around a loop or they come around a lap, we give them a silly trivia question. Hey, give me one state that starts with a, you know, Hey, you know, tell me, uh, you know, one president uh, that's from, you know, Ohio or, you know, kind of depending on how old they are, you, you obviously uh, change the difficulty of the trivia question, but they get it right. They get a charm. And oh my God, they live for that kind of stuff, Rick. It's oh, unbelievable. It's, it's brilliant. And it's basic psychology. Yeah, right? it is. It's, it's the old, mm -hmm. um, it, it's really not much different than Pavlov's dogs. You're, no, you're, you're getting in to associate that this is awesome. And I yeah. have fun when I, when I see coach Turner and I have fun when I we're on cross country and, and I have fun when, when I'm around the big group. Yeah. And it, and it's that you're right. I mean, we're both psychology teachers. <laughs> this is BF Skinner at his finest, yep. you know, this positive reinforcement and, and it's done wonders for our program. And, and here's the crazy thing about it, coach. Like it, it's just starting to pay off. And that's why I say it's hard and it takes a long time. I've been in Yorktown and coaching here for 15 years. We're just starting to see like the benefits of this creep its way up to our high school program. And look, I'm proud of the things that we've done. We're not fighting for titles every single year. We're not going to the state every single year. Our school has never went to the state as a team. And I think one of the things we get into a lot of times is we don't see things from the other side's perspective. Yeah. I, I can't relate to the Columbus North. I feel the pressure of getting my team to a podium every single year. I feel the need of an individual attaining a D1 scholarship every year. Like I don't understand that. And I can, I can understand though, that it is probably a lot of pressure. I don't have that, but the pressure I have is, well, you know, how much is good enough? You know, is winning a sexual good enough? We've done that. You know, is winning a regional good enough? We've done that, but we've never made it to the state meet. So you know, I feel like we got to get there, you know, and, and you, you and I have talked about this a lot. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk in our sport about classing, not classing. Well, you know what, right now we're not classed. Yep. And so I don't know how long that will go on. I, I feel like maybe eventually we will become a class sport, but up until then, my focus is going to be on having Yorktown high school get to the state meet as a team in an unclassed IHSAA sport. And I hope so much that it happens because I know there's probably a limited amount of times that we have chances left to do that because I, I do feel like eventually it'll go to class, but yeah. 
yeah, you, you got to have your goals and they're going to be different from a school that's 500 kids large and 800 kids large and 2000 kids large. That's the thing I want to tell to a lot of coaches out there that may be coaching at smaller schools, because let's be honest, that's the majority of high schools in Indiana, smaller schools is it does take work. It is hard. It takes a long time to develop. But if you do it, it will pay off. Yeah, uh, it's not going to pay off right away, but it's going to pay off. No, it's um, you're right. And and this isn't us um, bragging or getting pats on the back or whatever it is. But but um, I'm going to hold up something where we're on audio, obviously, but you can see me. I've got a list of one, two, three, six, seven, eight, ten things I had to get completed today for camp. <laughs> you know? And and then there's the who's paid and who hasn't and who's rooming with who. And there it is. There it is. I really I did get upset one time on uh -huh. a, a famous message board here in Indiana when somebody yeah. said that if you're at one of those big schools who go every year, you just simply roll out the balls and everybody's good. <laughs> and, and coach, you're so right that it 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 takes time and it takes investment. And um, you know, this year we were so lucky in the girls 4 by 8 when 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 they won, I, I cried. Like it's yeah. no different. Like I I watched um I watched uh, Colin um, from uh, Carmel chew his fingernails. Did he put, did he put Will Matisse in the right races? And he, yeah. and, and he couldn't hardly watch. I, I finally turned around and just as nicely as I could, I said, it's going to work out coach. <laughs> yeah, like, and so you're right. There are fundamental things that we can all do. And yeah. um, you know, it's funny you say about, I love my perspective. I went to North central Farmersburg. It's 257 kids now, right? 257 kids. When I made it to the state finals, I was the, the first male athlete. There was a female softball throw when they used, <laughs> when they used to think women couldn't do uh, athletic things. She had, wow. And so I did it. And then I coached at Munster, which isn't known as a powerhouse. Yeah. And, you know, it's 1,500 kids. And now I'm here. And I, and I love my perspective that it, it is hard work and it needs to be enjoyable. Anyway, you just made some, some fantastic points. About. Yeah. And, and, and that's a point I hope that comes through uh, to the four people that actually listen to this. I mean, you're right. This is not bragging. Like this is something that I've learned over 15 years of coaching and you've learned over, you know, your years of coaching. And maybe there's something in here that, that your program is not doing. And, and it may be something that if you implement is going to get you closer to your goals. And, and that's what I hope comes out of this. You know, uh, coaching around Indiana is such a special thing. And, uh, you know, just having these conversations with coaches like you and and, you know, reading the message boards. And you know, I do that, you know, because coaches are so willing to share. And I just feel like at, at some point we are all in this together. So, yep. uh, yeah, that's that's all the purpose of this is. And hopefully that's the way it's taken. Yeah, no, this and this is great. And you and I talked one of the first things we talked about off the air was, um, uh, you know, several weeks. Ago, what are you changing this year, coach? I know every you know, year. So you know, you're, if you're not, if you're not changing something or if you're at least not evaluating, then you're going to get stagnant. So, yeah, I, I think that's the big word evaluating, right? Like evaluating, yeah. you don't change for change sakes, but every year you look back and like, Hey, is there some things I could have done better? Is there some things I yeah. didn't do this year that I could implement next year that I think would make a difference? So, ah, man, that was, that was a fun little session there, coach. But, uh, I think that's it, uh, for now. And we will, uh, sign off and we will, uh, catch back up uh, maybe in another uh, few days or so after camp, yeah. maybe after we've sweat off about 10 pounds at camp. Yeah. <laughs>
Oh, <laughs> uh, I just hope we don't get uh, soaked and swimming in our tents, coach. Enjoy your plush cabins. <laughs> we, we will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, we'll talk to you later, coach. Thanks, coach. All right. We'd like to thank everybody for listening this time around. Uh, a few reminders, please reach out to us with any ideas uh, that you may want to discuss at talkingdistancepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, I'd like to thank The Dip, which is a fantastic band out of Seattle, Washington, that provided our intro and outro music. Please check them out. And as always, we want to thank the athletes, coaches, and supporters that make Indiana distance running the absolute best.